Hello, my name is Anna Rojas, and today I will be talking and informing you about the mental disorder of schizophrenia as described in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, in which it highlights all current known mental disorders that there currently are. The reason I am choosing to speak on the specific mental disorder is because I feel it is very stigmatized and it's a very misunderstood um, mental illness. The word schizophrenia literally means split mind, but many tend to confuse it with disassociative identity disorder, or most commonly known um, as multiple personality disorder. And it's not what schizophrenia is. It is more of a split from reality um, with unfortunately no cure for it, but it is manageable with the proper medication and behavioral therapy. I believe only 1% of the population has this mental illness, and I feel this is the reason why it is so misunderstood as it is quite rare. In order to be, I guess, properly diagnosed with schizophrenia, you only need two of the five symptoms uh, presented. This is all listed in the DMS-5. Um, one of the symptoms has to be, I guess, one of the first three. So if you, you only need two of the five, but one of those has to be one of the first three. The first symptoms um, that a person diagnosed with schizophrenia has to have are delusions. Delusions are essentially strong beliefs um, that's something, you know, that a person believes that, that it's not real. These delusions can come in persecutory delusions in which a person, you know, sometimes believes that they're being hunted down or that somebody wants to inflict harm on them, either someone individually or an organization of some type. Others' delusions are grandiose delusions, which basically make the person with schizophrenia think that they're wealthy or someone with exceptional abilities or superpowers, so on and so forth. If you go more in depth of these delusions, they include aerodynamic delusions, which are basically the patient falsely believes that someone is deeply and utterly in love with them. They're just so obsessed with them that you know they don't they, they can't cope with themselves. And even the nihilistic delusions in which people think and really, really believe that a catastrophe is soon to come. Um, delusions and strong-held ideas are often, I guess, a difficult distinction to make when it comes to diagnosing this, but it, I guess it all falls down on whether it is bizarre or not, or considered bizarre or not. And as mentioned again in the DMS-5, delusions, and I quote this, delusions are deemed bizarre if they are clearly implausible or not understandable to the same culture peers and do not derive from ordinary life experiences. So this is basically saying that, you know, I guess the delusions have to be bizarre and somehow not understood by the people around them or people of the same culture as culture does sometimes play a huge role in diagnosing um, mental illnesses as they are. The second symptoms are hallucinations. They can be through any sense, but most people with schizophrenia experience these hallucinations through auditory or visually. 
they can come in the form of um, auditory, like I said, uh, they hear voices that are not there or they see people that aren't there, etc., etc. Usually people with schizophrenia have hallucinations almost every day. Although, as mentioned previously, um, symptoms can vary person to person. People suffering from this, you know, eventually learn to live with these hallucinations. Um, the third symptom is disorganized speech, or aka word salads. Schizophrenics tend to be all over the place when it comes to this, and the thoughts are just spewing out at a thousand miles an hour. Um, it's essentially just becomes a, uh, a meaningless stream of words just flowing, and it makes no sense. It makes sense to the person saying them, but just kind of makes absolutely no sense to the listener. The fourth symptom is abnormal movement or catatonia or catatonia. Um, and it can range from a child, I guess, silliness to just completely unpredictable agitation. Um, the fifth symptoms, I guess, is either positive or negative symptoms. And it's not like positive in which something is good and then negative is just something bad. It's more like positive, you're adding onto something and then negative symptoms, you're kind of taking something away. So an example of a positive symptom would be like um, adding hallucinations or some sort. And then a negative would be taking something away, like, you know, such as, or, or lacking something like, lacking emotion, lacking empathy, etc. Um, or just liking something that a normal person has. Um, one can have all five symptoms, or a person could just have two symptoms, or they could just have one symptom. So it really just depends on the specific person. There are subtypes of schizophrenia. Uh, there's paranoid schizophrenia, there's disorganized schizophrenia, catatonic schizophrenia, residual schizophrenia, and schizoaffective disorder. They both, you know, not both, I'm sorry, they all five go into in depth, whether, you know, the paranoid schizophrenia, which is basically just feelings of extreme suspicion or something along those lines. Uh, catatonic schizophrenia, as we mentioned, would just be like psychomotor disturbances or not really, I guess, like decreased in movement in some sort of way. Um, in severe cases, medication is prescribed, and usually the medication prescribed are antipsychotics. Um, personally, knowing somebody who suffers from schizophrenia, they do tell me that they completely hate antipsychotics because of how drowsy it makes them. Um, they describe it almost as carrying a heavy bag all day. The stigma I see and hear the most often with schizophrenia is that it tends to be a deathbed and it's really not. Um, like I said, thousands of people learn to cope and deal with the hallucinations and with their illnesses and they still manage to, to live a pretty decent and normal lifestyle. You know, but obviously work has to be put into it. Um, there are treatments for it and you know, such treatments like behavioral therapies can help people suffering from schizophrenia. Um, schizophrenics are also not always dangerous. I guess Hollywood has portrayed this mental illness 
so poorly and it basically has led everybody to assume that you know if you're schizophrenic or you're diagnosed with schizophrenia you're just automatically a dangerous super unstable person um if anything people with schizophrenia attempt to move suicide more often than people in the general population uh while schizophrenia, I guess, is a chronic disorder, it can be treated, once again, with medication, psychological and social treatments, um, and hopefully this can improve the lifestyle of individuals. Uh, some of the ages, I guess, most associated with schizophrenia and when they appear, they usually start in between the ages 16 and 30. Um, Men usually tend to experience symptoms earlier than women, especially young men, but overall schizophrenia affects men and women equally. Um, most of the time it is quite rare for somebody to get schizophrenia after the age of 45, and it's even more rare in children. Um, schizophrenia tends to be, I guess, like a little hard to prescribed and not prescribed but diagnosed in teens because some of the first signs um, can be confusing such as sleeping problems or irritability, um, you know, change in friends, dropping grades, stuff like that, which are some of the signs but these are also common behaviors that we see in teens. And overall, like I said, unfortunately, there is no cure that exists for schizophrenia, but it is treatable and manageable with the proper medication, um, you know, psych psychological assistance and behavioral therapy, stuff like that. I guess it just all really falls down to the severity of it and the person's willingness to either get better or um, scientists are still, you know, studying this disorder and learning exactly what it can do, whether certain genes are involved with it, um, I guess the correlation with the environment and stuff like that. And hopefully, you know, because this is such a rare disease, more can be done to find out and really investigate and really dig deep as to this stigmatized and misunderstood mental illness that a lot of people struggle with. I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It was very fun to do and informing you because I personally have always been intrigued with schizophrenia. Um, but just, I guess, mental illnesses in general. The only reason I don't become a psychiatrist is because of medical school. But I guess that's why I'm doing psychology. Thank you for listening.